Jeremiah chapter 9 and 24. I love it so much. Especially when you read it from the New Living Translation. Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 24. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone. Somebody say alone. Say just boast in this. That they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love. Who demonstrates unfailing love. Do you know him as the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love? Is that your knowledge of him? Or do you know him in a different way? Because he said, this is the only thing that you should boast about if you want to boast. Boast about the fact that you know me as the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love. Yeah. Because as you start to boast in that, you see the demonstration of that is unfailing love. Glory be to Jesus. So God calls himself our Abba, our Father, our Daddy. And I know that some people may be in this service this morning, some people watching on the internet or who watch this on TV, who you may say, look, I, don't, I can't understand God as Father because I, 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 I did not enjoy any fatherly love while, while I was growing up. Yeah. I didn't enjoy any fatherly love while, while I was, when I was growing up. Yeah. Can you then perhaps consider God, God's love, as the love, the love of a friend. Because the father is actually supposed to be a friend. God is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yeah. A friend that is always there. Proverbs 18 and verse 24. The Bible says a man who has friends must himself be friendly. But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. A friend who sticks closer than a brother. Who is always there. Whose love is always there. Whom you can rely on. Whom you can depend on. So your heavenly father is better than your heartly parents. It's more than your heartly parents. Is a friend. It's also a friend. It's also a friend. And God speaking in Matthew chapter 7 uh, Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 7 and uh, verse 7, he says, so, uh, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened. Whoever asks, receive. Whoever knock, the door shall be opened unto them. And then he went further to say, he, he said, or oh, what man is there among you? If his son asks for bread, will he give him stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him supper? If you then, being evil, being imperfect, having propensity for evil, and having limitations as to what you can do and how good you can be. If your son or your daughter asks you for something good, you don't give them evil. Then he said, how can you then think? If you then being evil, how, knowing, I mean, know how to give good gift to your children, how much more will your father? Somebody say, my father. You come and say it again, say, my father. Tap your neighbor for me and tell them I'm talking about my father. Glory be to Jesus. Somebody is living this service this morning with a better and stronger acknowledgement of God as your father. Yeah, as your father. If you're like me and your, your, your father is late, uh, you, you, you're looking for father figures and you're struggling, then just recognize sometimes, I mean, that it's just God. God 
Bible calls him the father of the fatherless. Yeah, just God, he wants to just take that place and fill your heart with his love. Somebody may be listening to me this morning, the love, the love of, 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 of a husband is what is missing. But God says he wants to fill that space also. He can fill any space. He can fill the space for the love of a child, the love of a man, the love of a woman. Whatever kind of love, because everything emanates from him. Without him, we don't know how to love a child. Without him, you don't know how to love your spouse. It's superficial. And that's why it cannot last. But when the love of God is in your heart, it flows from your heart, from the source of love himself. If you are here, you are saved, you have the Holy Spirit in your heart. And that, that spirit is love. The Bible says God is love. He doesn't just give love, he is love. And if you have him in your heart, then you have love in your heart. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Or say better amen, somebody. Amen. So our capacity to love or to love God is hinged on our understanding of God's love for us. You can't love God if you cannot receive an understanding of his love for us. So it's important to ask, who is God to you? Who is God to you? Who is God to you? Jesus himself asked this question. He asked his disciples in Matthew chapter 16, who do men say that I am? In verse 13, the Bible says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I am? That I, the son of man, am? So they, they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. The Christ, the son of the living God. <laughs> Jesus looked at Peter in verse 17. He said, blessed are you, Simon, the son of Jonah. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. People have all kinds of understanding of who God is or who Jesus is. But when you gain the understanding of God as your father, what God revealed to Simon Peter there, when he said you are the Christ, the word Christ is the word Messiah. Messiah. If I want to step it down, which I don't like to do, but if I want to step it down, just like you're trying to explain this to the revelation of Peter to a five-year-old. What Peter was saying was to a five-year-old is, you are Voltron. You are Voltron, the defender of the universe. The one who watches over me, who will not allow the bully to touch me. You are my Voltron. <laughs> That's what Jesus looked at Peter and said, wow. The revelation of God as the Christ, the anointed one who carries the anointing, the yoke-destroying, body-removing power of God is the revelation of the God of love who does not want yokes on his children, who does not want his children to carry burdens that are not their own. Is somebody still listening to me this morning? That's the revelation that Peter got. 
He's not just a savior. He's our lover. He's the lover of my soul and the lover of your soul. Say amen, somebody. That's the revelation that Peter got. It, it, it tickled something in Jesus. He said, blessed are you that you can get this revelation. <laughs> Flesh and blood cannot reveal this to you. Somebody may be listening to me this morning. You still carrying pain in your heart. You need a revelation of the God of love. You need a revelation of God who forgives. You need a revelation of God who does not condemn. You need a revelation of God who sticks around and sticks closer, closer than a brother. Are you still with me this morning? Somebody may be listening to me this morning and you, you, maybe your business just crashed. And you know when you don't have money, then it's a sieve. Your friends are on strike. Yeah. When the thing is not flowing, they just strike. Yeah. And that's when you need a revelation of the God of love. The one who says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. The one who is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Are you still with me this morning? I said, are you still with me this morning? Because it's, it's in, you know, basking in that, in, that, in that revelation that God starts to reveal himself to you. And meet you at the very point of need. So you don't step him down to the level of what you have or what you don't have. Peter said, you know what? I have a revelation of you as the Christ. When Moses was going uh, to, to, uh, to Pharaoh in Egypt, he said, who should I tell them sent me? He said, tell them I am that I am. That's a blank check. I am your health. I am your provider. I am your healer. I am anything that you want me to be. Yeah. <laughs> just give him a blank check. It's just, I am that I am. I'm, I'm everything. Yeah. What's your revelation of God or your revelation of Jesus? Because you can't love him as much as you should until you get that revelation of who he is to you. To Moses, he said, I am that I am. Whatever situation you meet there, eh? <laughs> I am. I'm greater than it. If they carry all the sorcerers and astrologers put together, I'm, I am. Yeah, I am. If the angel of death comes, I am. Whatever you meet in Egypt, I am. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine somebody <laughs> getting to Egypt and he said, who sent you? He said, I am that I am. <laughs> I am whatever. And you see, when you confront situations of life, situations of life with the revelation of the love of Jesus, then you can tell the devil, I am is with me. Yeah. I am is with me. Yeah. I'm not alone. Say amen, somebody. Yeah. When you look through the Bible, you see, you know, the Bible is replete with revelation of Jesus. Every Almost every chapter of the Bible, every book of the Bible, you see Jesus revealed from the Old to the New Testament. Jesus everywhere is all about his love. It's all about who he is. Even before he came, prophecies upon prophecies, appearance upon appearances of the love of God to his children. So uh, let me just give a few examples. In the book of Psalms, for instance, the psalmist. David and many other psalmists, they, they, they revealed him in many ways. One of the great ways they revealed him is Jesus is a shepherd. Yeah. 
not just an ordinary one, the great shepherd. And when he came, he reaffirmed it. I am the true shepherd. So the hireling and the thief, they came through the door. I mean, through the windows. But I came in through the door. We're talking about him being born of a woman. So I didn't sneak into this place like the serpent sneaked in. No. I came in through the door. Anybody that come into this world must be born. <laughs> I came in through the door. I am the true shepherd. And I'm here to take care of your soul. I'm here to love you. I'm here to love you. I'm here to just take care of your soul. Glory be to Jesus. In the book of Ruth, he revealed himself as a kingsman redeemer. If you ever read the story of Ruth, you know that Ruth was, you know, was busted and disgusted, lost her husband and was alone, no love of her husband, and, you know, just clinging to small love from Naomi, who also needed love herself, who had lost her husband also. But yet, this, you know, seemingly God-forsaken mother-in-law that anybody should run away from, who lost her husband and lost her two sons, who should stay around that kind of a person? She's a witch. <laughs> yeah. She should have been tagged a witch. But Ruth hung, you know, to, 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 to her. Just, just holding on to her. And because of the demonstration of sacrifice, of affection, Boaz showed up as a typology of Jesus. As a kingsman who could pay the price. He was not just the king's man, he had the means to pay the price. Jesus paid the ultimate price for you and I. You look through all the Bible, you see him reveal himself. In the book of Daniel, he revealed himself as a fourth man in the furnace. So you go through fire, no doubt. But he said, I am the fourth man in the midst of the furnace. He will always show up. They always show up the house for the assessment. What was going on in the forest? We said, we saw the three of them, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego of this world. But we also saw an appearance. There was a fourth man in the forest, and the appearance was like the appearance of the Son of God. Have you read that in your Bible before? This is how Jesus revealed himself all through the Bible as the God of love. In Malachi, is revealed as the Son of Righteousness. Arising with healing in his wings. Revealed himself. That when you see the sun rising. Know that that's how I will arise with healing in my wings. To be with you when you need it. When you need it. In the book of Hebrews. He revealed himself as the great high priest. The great high priest. The one who offers sacrifices on my behalf. Who pays my debt? Because I don't have the capacity to pay. The great high priest. The Bible says it's not an high priest that cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. This one knows what I'm going through. This one understands me. It gets me. You understand what I'm saying? It just gets me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an high priest that is connected from me. This is not a ritualistic exercise. He's doing it not just for me and on my behalf. He's doing it like... What will bring the result? It's a high priest that can be taught with the feelings of my infirmities. When you pray, that's why Jesus said pray and call him Father. Because the love of the Father understands what you are going through. Are you still with me today? I said, are you still with me today? 
And somebody may be asking the question, does God love all the time? Does he love all of us all the time? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He does. He's always in love with you and I. He said, if a mother won't forsake a suckling child, then God will not forsake me and he will not forsake you. He will not forsake me and he will not forsake you. So we need to understand that life is in seasons and sometimes it just looks like God is very distant and he's not. He's not. He's not. The Bible says, count it all joy when you go into diverse trials and temptations. When you're writing an exam, like I said last Sunday, the examiner usually don't talk. You know, he doesn't talk when you're writing an exam. When they say time is up, then you can ask questions and then you get answers. Am I saying the truth? It's a fake exam. When you're writing an exam and the examiner is talking to you, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes God just allows you to just write your midterm assessment. Yeah, some people are writing first quarter assessment right now. And you just need to just wait. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I say count it all joy. When you fall into diverse trials and temptations. Don't use that to judge God's faithfulness. Whether you are alive or dead, he's faithful. <laughs> Yet he will keep you alive. Amen, somebody. Yeah. He's faithful. Is faithful in spite of what I'm going through. Yeah. Job said, though he slays me, yet will I praise him. Because he's always faithful. I'm not going to judge him by what I'm going through. Yeah. And you know what Job went through? A lot. But Job said, one thing I will do is that I will not judge him based on what I'm going through. So God, the Bible says, restored back to him. Yeah. Because it was just all a test. Somebody here this morning going through trials. Don't judge God by your trials. See him as a father. The God of love. It's in your best interest. Always in your best interest. <laughs> Let me wrap this all up this morning by just assuring someone again that notwithstanding how far you may be from God this time, please remember <laughs> Always remember the strength of his love in that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah, Christ died for us. And one thing God, Jesus used, one Bible Jesus used in the Bible to demonstrate to all of us that you can go as far as you want to go. I'll always be waiting for you. When you come, I'll be here. And I'm not going to judge you by where you have been. I'm not going to judge you by where you have been. If you have read the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, the prodigal son, New King James called him the lost son. God waited for him. God waited for him. From verse 11 of Luke 15, if you see the story, this guy came and said, you know what? I want to measure God's love for me. So I'm going to ask him to give me my own part of what belongs to me. I, just so that I see how much love he has for me. And God, I mean, the father packaged his inheritance and gave him. And then he cut off. Went to a far place. The Bible says that he wasted, he squandered whatever God gave him with riotous living. 
And nothing lasts forever except the love of Jesus. And it only lasts forever when you are connected with Jesus. Yeah. Because he cut off from the Father. And judged him only by the size of what he gave him. It was supposed to just be a test. The famine came upon the city where you were. And the Bible says everything wasted. Wasted everything. And then he joined himself to the people of the country who gave him food that was meant for pigs. If you're far away from God here this morning, the devil may be messing up, messing around with your self-esteem. I want you to know that you are, you are, you, he, he, God still loves you. He still loves you. Notwithstanding how far you are, he still loves you. 